True patriot love, in all thy sons command, with open arms we see thee rise, the true null strong and fr- That's all I've got. Uh, but they do make you recite it at the border. I was delayed into Denver, which is normal. Peter, we got to talk about this. Denver is always the most playful of my demonic travels because Denver will put me in a situation where I am going to make it, but only by the skin of my teeth. And once you've done it a few times, you're like, come on, Denver. Do I have to? We have to go through the whole song and game every time the whole song and game. I've got to go through it. So whatever energy portal is shifting around Denver and that area, that just likes to, it's like a wincy little forest pan that's sort of dancing around going, will he make his flight? Of course he will, but we don't know how, do we? So you've got- the, the energy there is so weird. The strangest energy. The, the majority of occult witchy people that I follow and astrologers in particular yeah. all live in that area. It's also, there's a weird pull to it. There's a weird pull of people there. I can't get into all of that, though, Peter. I did get on the flight to Vancouver. Uh, I've got to remember if this is where I, okay, so this is, there's a later story where I got called out. I got called out. I got to tell you, I was a little bit of a naughty boy, and maybe I paid for it this weekend. Um, I did make it to Canada. I flew in very late that night and met up with a few people there, Casey Spinelli and my future tag partner, Anton Alexiev, which tough go at being a Russian party boy this weekend. Uh, he's born in Russia, Anton, and lives in Canada now. He was like, I, I don't know what to do. I said, well, you got to denounce Putin, which he did. And then you got to just be a party boy. We've got to take the national identity out of it. I love him. Anton Alexiev. We had a triple threat match at freelance in like 2017 before I was like over, over. And at the end of the match, he was like, give me a kiss. And I, Gave him a big old wet kiss. And so since then, what a guy, what a mensch. We were tag teaming for the first time. I'm getting way ahead of myself, though, Peter, because upon arrival in Vancouver, British Columbia, it was very dark, but I could already tell this was a beautiful place. Now, they have their own problems. They have a lot of issues up there. But they also have solved a lot of the problems that America has, including, and not limited to, you can just walk to a store and buy weed. Now, the first night, I was so impressed at this hotel, and I got to tell you, I had a full king suite to myself, bathroom, sofa, living room, bedroom, with a walkout third floor balcony. Oh, that was, oh that was my That was my hotel room balcony. You could just walk out there and have an adult jazz cigarette and look at the people. You could see out on the Robeson Boulevard Street. It was beautiful, but I also was very exhausted at my travels. It's, you know, it's not easy getting through customs and, and doing all of that and I did and I slept and rested but I can't sleep past a certain point Peter I don't know if you're if I'm at my own house I can sleep a little longer but if I'm in a new room I'm, a, I'm awake oh I can't sleep I've never been I just I, I've literally watched Gone Girl twice in a night because I was so frustrated great and, film is it twice in a night great I don't know you a big Affleck it's guy by the time you get done with it the first time and you're like i let I'm reaching for literally anything right now. I could watch something different, but it would just be easier to watch the same movie twice and pretend that I'm going to fall asleep, but just re-examine this movie, I guess. And listen, don't watch the same movie. To be honest, I don't movie. remember much about it. Really? Yeah. Over and over, you watch the same movie, much like myself and my lovely partner, AJ, listen to the same songs over and over and over. You don't have to do that anymore. 
we have a way to help you gain some new music, gain some new skills, learn about what's happening in the world. You don't want to have time pass you by. You don't want to be listening to classic rock like Fallout Boy until you're 65 and retiring. It's time to jump in to the new generation. Jump into Dog with a Mullet. Dog with a Mullet is a radio show presented to you on Spotify by the lovely Jim Fair. They are a magical creature that helps you find the music, find the bands, find the rhythm. Dog with a Mullet is there with new episodes all the time. Reach out. It's free to listen to. You can't lose anything. Peter, you've been a big Dog with a Mullet fan these past few weeks, I believe. Oh, my goodness. It's become one of my regular rotated podcasts. It's fantastic. We love this. We love the energy. I did of my laundry you. to it yesterday. Okay, so it's a productive thing, uh-huh. too. You're productive. You're forward. This is magic. This is I what really, I'm talking about. I love being taken on a musical adventure and not making any decisions. There's so many decisions in a day. Yes, and I think when you get someone like Jim, when you get their perspective and you get to see their thoughts on music, and Jim has played in a lot of bands, has been on tour with a lot of bands, has been at places like Fest, has been all over the country in the music world, and now you can also even see Jim Fair at the lovely Enjoy Wrestling, available on YouTube. You saw my match with Sonny Kiss there. Pretty brutal. Dog with a Mullet on Spotify, our presenting sponsor. So happy to have them on board. Dog with a Mullet. Check it out. Spotify. Now, I woke up early, like I said. I had an adult cigarette out on the out on the porch, and I said, I've got to get some things done today. Now, I have a problem that I'm going to have to get over where if I'm in a foreign country, I can't... There's... I don't think the currency's real. You know what I mean? And we'll go back to this at some point someday later. Because in the same weekend, someone also said, what is this, fake money right here? While they were searching my vehicle. Uh, it's not fake money. It's Canadian money. So That's hilarious. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, I It's hard for me to be holding a lot of money Canadian and think I'm holding a lot of money that's actually money. But I knew I had to run some errands, and I knew that Vancouver was known for great coffee. So I started my morning at this beautiful coffee shop called Waves. And instead of ordering the big size, you order the Waves size. So I ordered a hot coffee Waves, and I ordered an iced coffee Waves. Was, I, was the band Waves involved? No, no, no. It's because the British Columbia soccer team that plays out of the arena there are the like Vancouver Whitecaps. And so, like, they're themed after the ocean so the, waves okay. that come into the harbor, I think. Unless huh. it's a mountain thing. It might be a mountain thing. It looked like waves in the logo. It may be a dual-purpose thing. Either way, it's near the stadium. Now, what's also near the stadium, after I'd had my first two cups of coffee for the day, and we're going to get to my favorite cup of coffee that I had later, which is when there's restaurants that are built, we'll get there. I walk down to this beautiful stadium. I want to see the water. Now, we are actually wrestling right on the harbor uh, later that night in EW, Nation Extreme Wrestling in Vancouver. And I got to kind of walk around and see the venue and see this. There is a casino right there, Peter. And I love casinos. I don't. I think when people hear me talk about gambling or casinos, they think, oh, Effie must be all the time spending money in gambling. I have a very low budget when I'm in a casino. I just like the idea of all the lights and the sounds and you can smoke and there's people going crazy. There's a human energy to a casino. That was not why I was in the casino on this very day. I was there to be a functional gambler. So I swear to you, Peter, I went in, I put $20 into one little slot machine. I want 140 bucks and I left. I was in that casino for about eight minutes total to cash out, to get my money back, to get more of that fake money. And so what did I do after that? I had more coffee and I went and had brunch 
on the house because I won casino money. It's so nice when your brunch is on the house. Now, here's the thing. I went to have a nice Mediterranean-style brunch, okay? And you're going to go, these don't sound like brunch items. They are for me. And I do want to say that I'm alone on this journey because not not everyone can keep up with my travel schedule. If I want to see the town, I'm going to see the whole town. And I was seeing the town, Peter. Still very early. I think I was one of the first customers. I went to a place to get, you know, like a gyro sandwich and some hummus and pita and some rice and that sort of thing. They didn't know what I was talking about. And it's on the menu. And I was like, and I'm sitting here going like, I want a, like a pita wrap thing with a with the drinks. And this man pulls out a tortilla while he's looking at pitas. And I was like, this dude's messing with me. The whole time, the dude is messing with me the whole time. But you know what, Peter? It was a free meal. So he could mess with me all he wanted. I got more desserts. I got more beverages. Free meal. Great time. After this, though, uh, and it's, it felt like a rib. It was a rib, Peter. I don't know even why I brought this story up, but it was like, was I was getting Because ribbed. you called it a what? Uh, what do you mean? What did, I called it what a what? What did you call it? I called it a wrap. No, but what what was the G word that you used? A, a gyro? <laughs> it's it's a euro, and that's why they were making fun. You of think you. so? You yeah, think they were ribbing me? God, yeah. dude, I fell right yeah. into it. Yeah, because uh, that's like a like a that's like the most typical forgive me <laughs> most typical white person thing that could happen. <laughs> it's like you walked into an Italian coffee shop and asked for an espresso. I love espresso. <laughs> I think it's delicious. I get what you're saying, Peter, and I understand, but I dealt with my ribbing, my bullying. I was bullied for wanting a gyro sandwich. Uh, and I then went to the, and this is once again foreshadowing. I know, Lucy, and you know. I went to the cannabis store, and they were lovely. And I wandered the streets of British Columbia, taking in the beautiful architecture, the ocean scenes. Every time you go a couple blocks in Vancouver, you look right or left, all of a sudden there's Beautiful Canadian mountains off in the distance. The white peaks of the rocky, you know, end of the terrains or whatever. I don't know how they say it. People like hiking those mountains. I like looking at them from a distance on a sidewalk next to a Tim Hortons. I think that's important. Oh, yeah. But it's like an overwhelming like, oh, they're right there. There's the mountains. Vancouver's the new Hollywood, I heard, Peter. But they've also been saying Atlanta's the new Hollywood. But who's it going to be? I'm going to say this. Based on my observations and experiences, you can smoke weed in the streets in Vancouver. So I'm, although I live in Atlanta right now, as of now, I'm team Vancouver's the new Hollywood. It was very easy to get through customs. I had a good time. Canada. All right. So here's where the fives come up. Now I texted you while I was in Canada. Fives. Okay. All day I'm seeing fives everywhere. Five, five, five. Now, off the top of your head, are you familiar with this as a as an angel number? Yes. What do you, what, what would be your given kind of understanding of the of the triple fives? Uh, I don't know actually. All right, I'm gonna pull it up here because I looked at it at the time; it has not stuck with me, and I thought about it. Uh, but I do believe we were sent this. I I have a weird obsession with these numbers, but I don't. I I have like a personal meeting that I assign yeah. to them, but it's like a global assignment for Ryan Rice. So like, look at this note I have on my phone. 
It's oh, yeah. just synchronicities. Like you synchronicities. Just see I see this. If you there. guys could see this, there's a lot of synchronicity. Now, I'm seeing your 555s. It means significant change is imminent, Peter. Oh. Constant of fives means significant change is imminent. All right? And boy, was it. Now, I continued saying, let's play with the fives. And this is, uh, I don't think what I did was committing a crime uh, in this instance. But I'm going to let people know, if you live in Canada and you have a London drug near you, it's like a CVS or a Walgreens kind of deal, uh, a Dwayne Reed, if you're in New York and like to pretend you don't know what a CVS or a Walgreens is, you mean a Dwayne Reed? Okay, this is called a London drug, and I went in to get a toothbrush because I had put my toothbrush in the wrong pocket. It did not look good to use. I'm getting another toothbrush. And they ask you for your phone number for the London drug coupons, and I go, well, I'm just going to put in a number. I've been seeing fives all day, five, 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 five. You have $56 worth of credit? Now, folks, in this moment, I could have gone back to the store. I could have loaded up on snacks. I could have loaded up on sick beverages, accessories, nail polishes, hair gels, conditioners, functional douche devices, anything. I got my toothbrush for free. I'll admit that, Peter. Okay? I used the rewards account that had $56 worth of credits because of dummies who had just put that number in. Five, 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 five. And then amassed rewards. This was community rewards. This was the community chest. I pulled a card from the community chest and I was given the option, are you going to be a greedy little pig or are you going to get your toothbrush and walk away? And I got my toothbrush and I walked away. But if you're up there, those points are still, they're still there. Go put in the 555 and find out. I ask that you use it as a community fund. But if you know somebody who hasn't, you know, gotten lotions in a while and maybe they got dry cracked skin because of the winter winds, send them up to the London drug we can get this done. You're smiling, Peter. This is intense. I love this. Well, I love it too because I got my toothbrush. I wandered back to the hotel and had a good time back on my adult porch. It was beautiful. And then we had to go down to the venue because to get out of the country now, I had to get another rapid test to make sure I did not have COVID. Fun fact, I did not have COVID. Still didn't have COVID. Got tested again this week. No COVID. God bless everyone. Keep fighting. It's out there. Be careful. We're going to defeat this monster. The show itself, insane. Inside a former casino, right near the other casino, which I guess has taken over that casino, LED boards, weapons, me and Anton Alexiev versus Judas Icarus and big beef boy Elliot Tyler. God bless. He's back. He's in the house. He was in a car wreck, and this is his first match back, my beefy boy. And Judas Icarus, obviously, I had fun in there because... He doesn't wear shoes in the ring. And so I kept, every time I would do a move to him or he would jump on me or something, I would go, I'm going to bite your little shrimps off. He goes, shut up. So I'm going to bite your little shrimps off. And that wasn't for the audience. I wasn't building that into part of our stage act. That was for me and him. So it was like, you know, boom, suplex. I'm going to bite your little shrimps off. Or like, boom, he jumps from the top. I'm going to bite your little shrimps off. And I just think the more he hears it, that's how we end up gaining victory. Now, did I do a sick uh, jump on a ladder and jump off sit on a man move? Yeah, I fucking did. It was cool. Did I get my ass handed to me by those two in a lot of moments? Yeah. Did the chair not collapse when it was meant to? Yep, I ate every bit of that chair. But we gave it for the people of Canada. Once again, I don't think the money's real because I was definitely not charging enough for any of the merch. Y'all got a deal. I have no idea what the exchange rate is of Canadian money. I do now. I did not at the time. And they said, you should look that up. I said, I'm not looking that up. But then we went out on the town for a little while. And Vancouver at night is safer than I expected. Lights are on. 
there's even police in the street, but they're just pretty much there to kind of make sure, you know, people aren't too drunk. There was even a guy who blacked out and fell down in the street and they were like, sir, you know where you are? And the guy like threw up on the cop and he was like, oh gosh, we better get you somewhere safe. Okay. So it's just like a whole different energy. We were there. It was fun. It was Canada, but I had to get on a plane and get back to the United States and get to Los Angeles, Californians very quickly after this. So a lot of times people say, oh, you know, you must have rested a lot. No, I didn't rest. I went and I went to that airport straight from the, the bar saloon, which, you know, I don't drink, Peter. So if I'm at the bar saloon, I'm just like loaded on Diet Coke. Like I just, I tipped a girl one of those plastic 20s and I said, just keep bringing me Diet Coke. And she said, thank you, sir. And I was like, this isn't real to me, but it is real money I'm finding out after I've done my counting on the Canadian trip. I'll do better next time. But I also had a great time in Canada. When you get to the Vancouver airport and you cross back over, they're like, all right, you got to go here for customs, go to America. It's The border's in the airport, so you just kind of walk through and then you're done. I went to L.A., I landed. Luckily, we got to sneak into a room for a little while, got to hang out, get ready. Manser is back, baby. So I got to land in L.A. and spend my morning not only with Mance Horner, but also with Tony Deppin as well. I got to see Gringo Loco. I got to see Ninja Mac. I got to see KG. We were all there as we were landing. It was beautiful. And it's sunny and lovely in LA. I mean, Vancouver, there's a freedom to Vancouver that it's also very cold, you know? So, like, sometimes my freedoms feel stilted because I'm just too chilly, you know? You're like, look at all the freedom, but it'll be cold. In LA, you're like, oh, here's some freedoms. And it's pretty warm. So I'll just be even more free and not wear much clothing, you know? We had time. I took the boys out for a little, uh, what do they call it? Hawaiian barbecue? I love the, there's a Hawaiian barbecue near the spot where we always, the hotel we always stay at. Hawaiian barbecue is freaking bomb. And they've got all those weird sauces. You can get plantains, you can get rice. They got spam if you want it. You like spam, Peter? No. Hawaii does a big spam thing. It's like a delicacy. Well, it's not a delicacy. It's just like a... It's kind of the only meat I think they could get for a while after like some of the bombings and things that were going on after World War II. So it was like, you know, it's hard to get fresh meat all the way out there. So spam's like a big Hawaiian deal. And they sauce that thing up. God, dude. Spam and eggs? Hawaiian barbecue style? Lucy just popped her ears up. I know. She knows the deal. This is the real deal. Now... Here's what's crazy. I've been to Los Angeles a lot of times in my life, and I've had some very short trips in Los Angeles. There's no way this is not the shortest trip I've ever had to Los Angeles, Peter, because I was, I landed at at noon, and my flight took off at 11.40 that night. Right? Like, I was there for 12 hours or less total. In Los Angeles. I've done somewhere I've landed at like 8.30 a.m. where I get on the earliest flight and the, and the late flight. But this was like almost a, a guess of... Uh... Sorry, I'm just real sick of people overthinking their juice. I just got some text messages in the middle of that story. Y'all stop overthinking your juice. Y'all ain't gonna make that money back for me when you try to pull prices like that. Crazy. Crazy, Peter, the way some of these people talk. Somebody needs to have a real conversation with them and go, I don't know what other marks you're dealing with, but your ROI would never cover that, you stupid idiot. I'm not going to sell tickets to make you look good. And to pay you that? Unbelievable. 
Peter, I lost my train of thought real quick because I was just so offended by what I just read out loud. I'm so offended. I'm sorry. This is the shortest time I've ever been in Los Angeles. And I hope in the future I will not have to rush out of L.A. so quick. Because now originally, and this is nobody's fault. Now the SGC dominated. Shout out to the L.A. Fights team that took us on. Jay Vidal, Sandra Moon, Hunter Freeman. And uh, of course, the handsome Jordan Cruz. Very handsome Jordan Cruz. He's beaten me before. But we beat him this time. I was back on the plane and out of there. Now, this is where I got caught being a little bit scandalous, Peter. I checked my first bag. I was flying back Spirit, and I had a checked bag and a carry-on bag. Now, you have to pay for both of those bags. Mm-hmm. I just you got to be honest on these podcasts, Peter, so people understand that you, you've learned your lesson, okay? And that goes for this story and many others. I got through LAX, got through security, went up to the counter, I said, ma'am, I have a check bag already and I have this carry on, but I really, I can't be responsible for it because my, my wrist hurts pretty badly, which it did. And I want to see if I can just get it checked instead. And she goes, okay, that shouldn't be a problem. Your wrist is really hurting. I see. Yeah, I just can't. I don't know if I can lift the bag up to the top. Now, Peter, this is not true. I can, I've done a lot worse under a lot worse conditions. You know what I mean? But I don't want to deal with this freaking bag, dude. I just want to get rid of it and sit down and go to bed and like try to sleep on this plane. Originally, what I was supposed to do was stay in Los Angeles and go see Turnstile on Sunday. I was going to go fucking thrash out, have a good time. Fantastic. And this is, like I said, this is no one's fault. My, I was the best man in a wedding and the rehearsal dinner was Sunday. And originally, I was just going to bail. I was just going to be a piece of shit and bail on the rehearsal dinner. Chose not to do that. Said, okay, change my flight to that midnight flight. Said, I will red-eye out of there. It's fine. It's a quick trip. I'll be home in time. We'll get on the road and get to the rehearsal dinner in Florida. But I was going to stay and see Turnstile. It's going to be beautiful. Get back Monday. Get back really late, really early Monday. Go into the... It doesn't matter. So, I, I tell this girl, I don't want to do this, whatever. She prints my ticket. She goes, oh, you're in an emergency row. And I have aisle seat emergency row next to the toilet, which if you know me, Peter, it's the only seat I want. I want aisle seat emergency row next to the toilet. I will tell you yes, and I will do it, and I will help you in an emergency. Did we talk about me getting pulled from the Comfort Plus the other week? No. Okay. I have to tell this story for This is a, you see, this is a multi-part story. On, I think this may have been on my first flight out of, maybe it wasn't. I was sitting one seat behind Comfort Plus on Delta. Did we talk about this? No. And I said, can I, there's no one on this flight. Can I move up to the emergency row? There's no one in the emergency row. It's one row up. And I'm a silver medallion elite member, okay, of the Delta partnership. And she said, not a problem. Let me just make sure the door is closed. Make sure we're settled. I'll get you up here. All of a sudden, the oldest freaking flight attendant man of all time who had to prove his point ran up there and goes, no, Donna, he can't sit there. Because that's Comfort Plus and it's an additional charge. I was like, I'm a Silver Medallion Elite member. There's so many people listening to this going, there's nothing I've ever wanted to hear less than you complain about your status on a Delta flight. But but I have to give you the line though, because I was being a little bit of a, a dick. He can't, he can't move up to those seats there. Comfort Plus, they're for people who have paid for Comfort Plus. Clearly no one had, there was no one there. And I go, well, you better sure hope there's not an emergency because I'll be pressed to help. 
And then he looked at me and I looked at him and he walked away and she was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, I know I'll help if there is an emergency. I told her, but I wanted him to think like you're done. If there's an emergency, I would have helped, but you had to stick to your comfort plus guns back to LA. I lied about my wrist. Oh, I don't want to put my bag up. She goes, oh, you're in an emergency seat. So I have the prime seat. She goes, I guess I have to move you out of that since you won't be able to help in an emergency because your wrist hurts so bad. Right? And I go, okay, I'm going to come clean with you. My wrist is not injured at all. I'm I'm pretending. I really just don't want to deal with this bag. Do you think we could still gate check it and I could keep the seat? And she goes, yeah, you were honest with me. Now, honesty is a big key in life. I should have never played a little trick on her. Later in the week, I was also immediately honest because I think I had learned my lesson there during that time. I get on this flight. I get a few hours of sleep, actually. Like, God bless. They turn the lights off. We're there. And I was on, you know, a little trek of my own. And I land in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am picked up by my lovely partner. Our car is packed. We have to drive to Florida so I can be the best man and one of my best friends of all a wedding. All right. Legally now, I can't speak further on what happened. Okay? I'm going to dance around it. All right? I think we should fight to change the laws of our country. I think we should fight on a federal level. I think we were promised on a federal level through this election that we wouldn't uh, be seeing as, as much harsh treatment of uh, cannabis users, specifically people who use cannabis for medicinal purposes like myself as a, a world-class entertainer. Uh, my lawyers advised me not to bring any of this to the podcast. We will speak shortly. Don't worry about me. Effie is fine. This is going to be a very expensive, stupid mistake. Uh, but luckily, I got out of there by about 5 p.m., God bless, and was back on the road to the wedding. Yay. Oh. We land. I got to stay with one of our good friends who has cats. I love spending time with cats, Peter, and they calm my nerves when I'm a little nerved. And I will say this. It's... Getting annoying, but I have to just keep letting my partner roast me because he is roasting the shit out of me in regards to everything that went down. He spent that whole night roasting me. We got to go out though. Have you ever been to a Top Golf, Peter? Yes. Okay. Well, they have Top Golf booths at these World of Beer places. So we went to the Top Golf booth at the World of Beer. I thought, now I haven't played any type of golf at all since I gave up drinking when I was 23. And you're going, well, how much golf did you play back then? Listen, baby, you can kill a 12-pack before the eighth hole and just be slammered on the golf course. Nobody cares. I played a lot of golf. It was not good. played a lot of golf. Turns out I'm better at golf when I'm sober. Oh, wow. Incredible. Also, I do love having my hot-to-trot partner show up and just be incredible at all sports. Like, they had a baseball one. They had a hockey one. They had a carnival games. They had a golf one. He's just good at everything. He just rolls up. And he's just immediately the most physic physical, like just he has a prowess about him. It's like a like a real pitcher from the eighties, the height and the strength. It was hot. It was hot to watch him just do that. And it was lovely to get to be a part of uh the rehearsal dinner, which wasn't really a rehearsal dinner, thank God. I need you to know my friend. I don't want to call him out here. He had this wedding on a Monday specifically because he didn't really want a lot of people to come. And it worked out really well for him. Uh, I helped him since the early morning. We got everything loaded up. This is a very DIY wedding, but it was a very cool wedding where we, you know, 
we got to set the stage. We got to set the moments. The parents that were there, we sort of like kind of strong armed them away. And we're like, we're going to do what we want. Oh, good for you. It's, it's beautiful to see like when the bride and groom, uh, they're both like, no, no, we're not doing that. No, no, you need to be vaccinated to be here. Like it's very, there's a very, uh, stringent quality to it. That's so appreciated now because we are becoming the rule makers, Peter. We are not the young generation anymore. They're they're all passing on, not because they've chosen to give the torch away or let new people take over, but because we've just started stomping on them. And uh, I hope that will continue. It was a beautiful wedding. It was a wonderful time. Now, towards the end here, did I just drive straight home out of spite after the wedding because I was just so pissed at everything that had happened? Yeah, I did. And I got back to Atlanta, and I wasn't having a very good day, obviously, and then now my day, I don't know. It could be good because they have announced a big match for me for spring break. And it's going to be Effie versus Minoru Suzuki, who we have talked about in great distance on the show. And I hope that you can remember, Peter, that one thing I said was, I will never be asking for the match. So, Oh, I do remember that. Do your own deducing and how this ended here and uh, figure out what you may. I can assure you this. I saw a lot of talk online that I have to address, Peter, of people saying that, oh, this is a, and I don't take any of this seriously, but this is, this is a waste of a Suzuki match. This is this and that. This is, you know, oh, we should watch him do pan in MMA and we want to see him do tap outs. If you think Effie versus Minoru Suzuki is not going to be the most serious match of the whole weekend, you're a fool. Now, will I face fuck that old man? Probably. Do whatever I fucking want. But when it comes down to it, I'm one of the most violent people in all of professional wrestling. I'm one of the only people that understands that professional wrestling is it is a fight. It is not a, a game or some little contest where we trade our little holds with each other and play with each other's wrists until we prove our respect and shake hands. No, you dumb fuckers. Effie knows what pro wrestling is. It is blood and guts and gore and violence and against the grain. It is me humping your face out of pure fucking... Uh, a diva attitude to let you know that you are lesser than me. It is a power balance. It is a struggle. Effie and Minoru Suzuki, say what you will. And I'm sure they will. And they already have. But I'm going to give them a fucking show. And I'm not letting that old man just walk out of there. I had to watch that first U.S. tour, Peter. And you know how much it pissed me off. We even talked off the air about it. About all these dipshits shaking his hand and wanting to show off their fucking highlight reels at the jiu-jitsu. And wanting to have him sign their, I'm already a yellow belt. Yeah, well, y'all aren't even yellow belts at selling tickets. So learn to garner some fucking interest. Learn what professional wrestling is. And learn what Effie is. Because now I am entering into WrestleMania season with a cute little haircut. A fucking Jedi Padawan braid. A piss poor attitude. And a possible fucking felony record. So let's let's get fired up, Suzuki. Let's have a cute little match. Effie isn't fine, Peter. Effie's fucking great. All this shit that you throw in front of me, it's all just a game. It's a test. It's a road bump. You know how this ends, Peter. This ends one way, and it doesn't matter how the story is told. It ends one way. Go buy Ring of Honor. I don't give a shit. We're not going to live on mediocrity. We're going to live on greatness. And they're going to test me at every turn, Peter. But they're not going to succeed. They're not going to win. And luckily we win every week with uh, our presenting our presenting sponsor, 
Dog with a Mullet. It's an incredible radio show available to you on Spotify. Lots of new bands, new music you can hear, and hosted by the lovely Jim Fair, also part of the Enjoy Wrestling team. You can catch them interviewing me while I'm trying to plug out crazy promos. You can see them uh, announcing in the ring at the Enjoy Wrestling beautiful venues. And you can check out Dog with a Mullet. Dog with a Mullet on Spotify. There's going to be so much new music you can check out. So many new bands. I'm fired the fuck up, Peter. Oh, they announced for uh, Enjoy? Yes, they're the announcer for Enjoy Wrestling. Okay. The, oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Incredible. Then. Yeah, because I was starting to feel like, wow, I'd like this voice is all of a sudden really familiar to me. Yes. Now, in that, like, intimate podcast radio host kind of way. Yes. They, uh, I, I think getting to watch them sort of blossom as a uh, an announcer and host and bringing that spirit in. And also, Enjoy Wrestling, like, not only are they doing the announcing, they also have an announcer there to do. Uh, American Sign Language for people who are hard of hearing or oh uh, excellent and and that's it's these little things that you can do that make a difference. Sorry, I got a little off the rails there at the end, Peter. But clearly, I'm fucking. I feel I'm I'm here. I'm here. It's raw. Is it too raw, Peter? No, it's, it's never, never too, too raw. raw. Do we have questions? Okay, look before while you look up the questions, I want to say this. Shout out to Priors. He's a uh, beautiful artist. He's helped me with all the wrestling is gay stuff, which all shipped out this week. I do have some leftover fans that we'll put online. We are moving, uh, not moving, but we are adding the option of YouTube. There will be a whole new set of all the old episodes and all future episodes coming up on the Weekend at Effie's YouTube. We are updating everything now. It will come with some very unique visuals. Each episode has its own vibe. Uh, please let us know what you think. It'll be up this week. Hopefully today. I'm working on getting that stuff updated. So uh, Weekend at Effie's on YouTube. And please feel free to email us if you'd like to sponsor the show, if you would like to uh, ask a question, if you have concerns, if you would like to, uh, if you are an attorney, uh, Weekend at Effie's at gmail.com. would love to hear from you. Peter, what do we got? We nothing. don't have anything. We have so, nothing. Yeah, email and like. I, can I ask you a question? Please, Peter. Okay, this is going to be long and windy, but the, it is going somewhere. Uh, so I saw, I believe it was, is it Orange Crush Wrestling Magazine? Yes. Um, there was something where they got like recommended, like an article recommended in like the New York Times or something like that, or some like big, like bigger profile. I'm probably not saying what it actually was, but it was like some, it was like one of those spreads where they're just like recommending a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And it was an article about how, um, Matthew Barney, the like weird contemporary visual artist was a wrestler. Really? And like, are you familiar with him? He was married to Bjork at one point in time. I the name sounds very familiar. He does like a lot of like video of. art. Like he did uh, this thing called the Cree Master Cycle, um, which the what the the Cree Master Cycle is okay, is like the descent go. of your balls dropping. <laughs> oh well, that's I mean so everyone loves the, that. These like uh, just like weird avant garde uh, art installation things. This is incredible. I like a long winding question. I uh, I would like to l- learn more. In my mind, eventually, I think we would do more with these visual artists in professional wrestling and change up the way we present kind of struggle and combat. Was your question um, whether I whether I would book him for the big gay brunch? He's bu- <laughs> he's booked. I'm booking him. Uh. 
more so to i mean we've talked a little bit uh not on the podcast but uh elsewhere just about the i guess like the metaphysical implications of wrestling and like the idea of kayfabe and how these things almost translate to like more of a philosophical worldview and uh, just like what the relationship between professional wrestling is and like the metaphysical part of reality. Yeah. It's sort of, I think it's hard for some people because they, they want to lash out at professional wrestling and being fake or being presented in this way. But we're sort of of the Rick Rubin understanding now that like sort of every kayfabe we create is a form of professional wrestling. Like we are, honoring and acknowledging and being self-aware of the uh, delusions that we create and we are choosing to self-participate or not. You know, you've got people who are locked in to Fox News 24 hours a day and it's the same exact thing of you're just being presented perspective of narrative that's given to you a certain way and by buying into it, you're existing in that kayfabe even though with as much research you could as quickly go like, look, here's the holes in this or here's the holes in that, you know, professional wrestling fans, I think, uh, they're, they're always willing and open to look at everything, but also we are, we are somewhat aware that we are being tricked and there are ways we don't like being tricked and there are ways we do like being tricked. And I think you've got to kind of look at your, all the relationships you have with everything around you and see objectively, like are the tricks that you're enjoying, are they harmful to you in any way? Or are you just participating in, in a way that's just there for the main purpose, which is distraction from death? Imminency. Too deep? No, that's great. Uh, I always describe planning a vacation as uh, a necessary thing because it, like, you're not going to die on vacation, right? Like, <laughs> Of course not. And it's like you'll get to the vacation, yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, did we talk about the restaurant theory the other day? I don't think so. About how you are both the the back of house and front of house of your restaurant. Oh, I think we did. I talk think we about did that. talk about yeah. that. I've been de- I've been deep diving more into this as a theory. It holds. It fucking holds. Interesting. You're getting kind of both here. There's uh there's an idea in like a certain realm of metaphysical thought that like life is like a waiter. So you're sitting at this table in a restaurant and the waiter's coming up to you and like asking what it is that you want. It's like the more negative things that you have to say about your life, you're like ordering from that menu essentially instead of flipping it into like the things that you do actually want. And then because like the waiter doesn't give a shit about what you're ordering, but like sometimes you don't know what you're ordering. I want the world. I want tomorrow. That's I gotta stop breaking into Broadway to make sense out of things here. I guess that's Willy Wonka. Does the waiter ch- the waiter doesn't check in all the time though? Sometimes no, the waiter no. checks in when your mouth's full. Well, so the waiter's got to fulfill the order, and you know that takes a minute. But will sometimes the waiter? Will the waiter just sometimes wait? you can't flag down the waiter. <laughs> check, please. 